Welcome to Feeling It, a podcast where we discuss TV, movies, pop culture, and whether or not we are feeling it. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. And here we go. Come on, walk and talk. Alright, here we go. You guys want to hear something neat? It's showtime! Hold your ears, folks. Here we go! See what you can do now. Take your position. Alright, ladies, buckle up. Let's do this. Hold on to your butts. Seriously? Listen to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of this podcast that we do. Um, this week we're talking about The Mitchells vs. the Machines, which is Netflix's new animated family film um, from producers Lord and Miller. But before we get into that, let's introduce ourselves and answer the question, what is the best animated family? I'm Sandra Omstutz. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. And there's really only two choices that come to mind to answer mm. this question. So I'm really curious if you're going to pick <laughs> the other one. Um, yeah. I know one of them. Okay, so we can get the second one. The one that my gut says, and that Mm. I've said before on this podcast, is Bob's Burgers. I mean, that is the best animated family, in my opinion. Um, There's a close runner-up, so I'm I'm interested to hear what you say. I'm I'm absolutely not going to choose your close runner-up because I know what it is, but I'm not. It's not. It's not my favorite animated family. I'm Lucas from Chicago, and my favorite animated family is actually Pacha's family from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a really good one. I love his wife and kids, and he's obviously fantastic in that movie. But I just feel like that is one of the – they don't have a ton of screen time. But the screen time right. that they do have in that movie, I absolutely am in love with that family and that the whole dynamic that they have. <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming your runner-up was The Incredibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I completely forgot about them and – um. That's a much better pick than The Incredibles, but that yeah, that was I, that was the, my second obvious one. Yes, yes, I am a hundred percent on board with Bob's Burgers. I figured you would pick Bob's Burgers, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to go with something else. Part of but, me yeah, didn't Bob's want Burgers. to because I think yeah. recently we had a question about dads, and I said the dad from I, Bob's Burgers, yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, let's think of something else. My God, <laughs> but. I couldn't come up with anything. That's Bob's Burgers is a fantastic show. If anybody hasn't watched it, you need to watch it. Great family, great dad, great mom, great kids. Everybody's everybody's amazing. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we start talking about more animated films, um, every episode we like to talk about something we've either discovered or rediscovered throughout that week. So Sandra, what have you? Uh, what are you feeling this week? This week I am feeling um, a new film called Shiva Baby. Have you heard of Shiva Baby, Lucas? I have. I have been (laughs) wanting to watch this movie for weeks. (laughs) I'm so happy that you've seen it. I'm very curious to hear what you say. Yeah. So Shiva Baby is about a young woman, um, a college-age woman, who um, goes to a Shiva, a Jewish funeral, and her parent, that her parents ask her to come to. And while she's there, she runs into her sugar daddy and has to pretend like she doesn't know him the way that she knows him. And it's this film about tension and um, social awkwardness and anxiety. Um, It reminded me a lot of what the Safdie brothers do with their films. 
Um, mm-hmm. So for people who like the thrill of the tension constantly ramping up in something like Uncut Gems, this is a version of that that's doesn't have anything to do with like money or danger, but instead has to do with just like family pressure and social awkwardness. And that is like the version of that kind of movie that I can so get into. Um, the part of me that is like really thrives on what are these people going to do and say next? And how is this person going to handle this incredibly tense and perilous social situation? I was living for it. Um, (laughs) In addition to just like being the perfect kind of thriller and that social, you know, um, yeah, social thriller in that way. um, I also found it to be so incredibly funny. Um, it takes place, like like I said, at a shiva, and all of the all of the Jewish mothers that are mothering everyone, and all of the um, angsty college age children, you know, emotional needs that are represented in this <laughs> film, um, as well as all of, like the weird sexual dynamics that are are taking place between this um, main character a sugar daddy character and like an old friend that she's seeing um, for the first time in a while is, was so juicy and entertaining. I loved this movie. I would watch it again immediately if I could. Um, And yeah, I just had a blast with it. It was, it stars Rachel Sennett and um, Molly Gordon. Molly Gordon is from Booksmart. um, And they were just like so amazing in it. Um, Oh, and Diana Agron's in it. She's really great. It was just all and out, like, such a hit. And I loved, I loved seeing a movie like this now. It felt fresh and new in a way that I haven't felt about movies in a long time. I've heard a lot of really great things about this movie. Um, this is, a, I think, a first-time writer-director. Um, I, th- I feel like these are the kinds of movies that used to get people um, like big blockbusters. And now we're starting to see a lot of people who just go on to make, I think, I think we're in a phase now of auteur driven movies where people make good things that everybody hears about. And then they just get more money to make those cool things again, which I'm very excited about. Obviously I love it when people also do blockbusters, but I also just want to see what people do next. This is a movie that I've heard a lot of good things about. I'm very excited to see it. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait to hear what you think of it when you see it. Yeah. Very pumped. Also, it's short, right? Isn't it? Yes. Oh, that's another great thing. It's under 80 minutes. That's amazing. Yeah, or maybe it's I... under 90 minutes. But it is it is short. And that was a really a big selling point in, like, having people over to watch it, you know? Was, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Was just that I was able to invite people over. I knew that we weren't going to be staying out too late. We're all old and going to bed early these <laughs> days. And so, yeah, that really yeah. helped. No, that's that's really awesome. It's on my list. Um, How early I sh- I sh- do you to go to bed these days, Lucas? <laughs> I have slowly been trying to get in bed uh, by like nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most nights. I'm at a like, I'm at a nine, like go to sleep by nine thirty phase right yeah. now. Like I'm yeah. trying to wake up five thirty six a.m. Most days. Yeah, I I think. A late night for me is if I'm still awake at like ten thirty. I'm just like, yeah. oh, this is bad. So, totally, we really have uh, become those people. Yep, yep. The pandemic has done uh, terrible things to us. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> what are you feeling this week? Uh, so I am feeling a movie that I didn't think I was going to be feeling. Um, and that I, so I, I shouldn't caveat it. Let me just tell you what I'm feeling. I'm feeling <laughs> Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, which just came out on Amazon Prime this weekend. Um, this is the story. Um, if you've read any Tom Clancy or seen any of his stuff, um, in the classic, like Jack Ryan vein, this is the story about, um, John Kelly, who is a Navy SEAL, um, who, um, ends up on, you know, having to go on the rampage of avenging his wife's murder and all of that stuff that always happen. It's a very classic formula. Um, and when I watched it, I, I was, I was going into it. I was like, this is going to be something that I've seen before. Um, and for the most part it is, I think honestly, what I really ended up loving about this movie is the casting. So Michael B. Jordan plays John Kelly, um, Jody Turner Smith from, uh, Queen and Slim, um, plays his commanding officer. Um, and then Jamie Bell and Guy Pierce play more of the like CIA and um, Secretary of Defense type people, <laughs> um, more the 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 button ups, um, and so it's this really interesting dynamic of having because um, I feel like you always end up getting the people in the field versus the people in the suits, and mm. there's that tension there. And with and with this movie, there is that tension, but it's also a racial tension of the people in the field, the people who are getting killed are all black people and the people in suits are all white people. And there's this um, kind of this, I guess the classic rhythm of the story that you're used to of a guy gets betrayed and then has to go and, you know, avenge his family is um, I think more difficult in this one because you have, or I guess more nuanced in this one, I, because one, Michael B. Jordan's amazing, um, really great actor. And Jody Turner Smith does a lot of, I think interesting stuff of having, I mean, her playing his, uh, like his boss in the field, um, them in fights together, you know, shooting people, all of the, the craziest that goes down and him reporting to her, I think the whole time is something that I haven't seen in more of a military, military movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I just thought like the nuance of all of those little things that build on top of each other to make a more interesting story than I think just the script has there. Um, so overall, I actually really enjoyed this movie more than I thought I was going to. I think it says a lot about race and class and, and gender um, that I think it was originally trying to. Um, mm. It still feels a pretty generic, um, but I think that, I had a lot more to think about, I think, coming out of this movie than I expected. So if you're in it and there's a chance this is that this will turn into a whole movie series with Michael B. Jordan, which I'd be interested in. Um, but if any of that sounds interesting to you, I would definitely check out Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. It is 100 percent a movie that most dads will see. Um, and I think <laughs> they'll they'll get something different out of it than they're expecting, which is interesting to me. Yeah, that is interesting. And, you know. There is a place in my heart for those, like, generic dad movies. And, like, mm -hmm. we don't get as many of them as we used to. And yeah. and just, like, there is a place in my heart for a generic rom-com um, with a big star, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see movies like that being made yeah. right now. I, I am, too. I think... 
I would love to see more of these. Obviously, I'm always more interested in, like, what's the interesting take on all of these? Can you make a good script out of some of these things? And I think also just having a movie that, like, is more predictable, like, as far as the, you know, the beats that it's going to hit and all of that stuff is totally fine if you have really great people in it. (laughs) Right. So it's it's still a very fun, fun watch. So, yeah. That's Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. It's available on Amazon Prime streaming. Okay. Are we ready to talk about our Oscar bet? (laughs) I'm ready. I'm more than ready. Oh, man. So, if you don't know, every year... Um, we go through and bet on the Oscars, who's going to get the most correct predictions. Um, It has gone back and forth every year. And finally, Sandra has won two years in a row. Um, (laughs) You did it. Congrats. You, the, the categories that we had different. I don't have it. Um, It was one of the shorts and it was. um, Yeah. The live action short. You had two distant strangers, which one? And yes. I had the letter room. Um, yes. For film editing, I had Sound of Metal. You had The Trial of the Chicago 7. Nope. And Other way around. Yep, you're right. <laughs> you had Sound of Metal. I had Trial of the yes. Chicago 7. Sound of Metal 1. Yes. And we, our other difference was Best Actress, which you had Andre Day. I had Carrie Mulligan. Both of us lost that one. <laughs> right. And Frances McDormand won. Um, so you solidly won this thing. Um, and I am here to get my punishment. Yeah, I, I will say I, it's always a thrill to win. Yeah. Um, but I will say that it's a little dimmed this year because, I don't know, the Oscars were so unsatisfying for me. I was almost depressed the next few days because <laughs> of how bad I felt I found them to be. Um, but so so my, my, my win was a little bit dimmed in that sense. But... Um, I've been thinking about what movie I'm going to make you watch as part of my winnings. Uh, and I decided to stick to a rhythm that I've had with with last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if you know... First, I want to ask if you know what movie I'm going to say. I don't know what movie you're going to say. Um, do you have a guess? I will say that there you can't do a rhythm if it's only two years no, <laughs> or... i'm getting it started okay so you're you're okay so it's it's happening um i i do have some idea if, if you're talking about a, a rhythm based uh-huh. off what you did last year my yeah. assumption is that it's gonna be a um a movie that you ranked highly um on your end of your list that i haven't seen okay and so i'm thinking back on the movies <laughs> The movies that you, there were a couple, there were, I remember, this wasn't this last list, but I remember you ranking, oh wait, no, you had, you did have one on this last list. Is is it going to be spontaneous? It's absolutely going to be spontaneous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I just kept trying to think of movies and I just thought, well, what did I love last year? Yeah. yeah. And what did Lucas not see? And Lucas <laughs> didn't see spontaneous and... I don't think you're going to make time for spontaneous. I just don't 100% correct. See that happening in the way that there are a lot of movies that I think you might eventually make time for. Spontaneous is not one of them. And I also, I really want you to watch that movie sooner rather than later. You know what I mean? Because I do think that it feels of this time. And I, 
I, I'm hoping that the movie feels as good to me as it did now um, in, you know, years in the future. But yeah. I really would like for you to experience it now when it's current. Okay. I yeah. will do that. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, I watched everything on our list this year. So I was like thinking <laughs> back to previous years and I was like, yeah. Uh, Am I gonna have to watch like Vox Lux or? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would never make you watch Vox Lux. <laughs> okay, spontaneous. I can do. I. Yeah. You are absolutely right that it was not one that I would prioritize, um, and it would. It would be like on the list of like things that Sandra recommended that I'll never get around to watching. So the right. It's, I, I think it's a great. It's a great pick. Yeah, and obviously you get to make your own decisions about how you watch it. But I think it's a really good movie to watch with people. I think it's a co- you know like, it's funny. It's a you know, it's not just a serious film, and so it's teen comedy in a sense. Um, so that that can make it a yeah. fun hang. I, I I will pitch it to the group. We'll see what people say, but I sure. would like to watch it with a group. It's my recommendation. Chef's recommendation. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Mitchells and the Machines. Um, so this is a movie that I think got promoted very heavily as being a Lord and Miller movie, um, yes. which it is I mean, it's produced by them. But I, I don't like when people push the producer more than the actual like writer and director. Um, Here's what I, I've got to say, though, is that I became more interested in this film because of that marketing. I mean, I did, too, but I thought and it was so written and directed by Lord Miller. If, if I had never, if their name had not been attached at all, and I had just seen the images on Twitter, mm-hmm. this is not a movie I would have watched. I agree. And so I, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. I agree. Um, this is directed by Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe, who uh haven't really worked on much they've done a couple like writing and directing some tv and animated like tv stuff um but this is their first i think really big solo deal um again produced by lord miller um and released by sony animation who did both uh lord miller collaborated with them on the lego movies and um into the spider-verse uh collided with a chance of meatballs those kinds of things and so based off of those which i have really really liked um i was very curious to see what the mitchells versus the machines came up with so um high level i would love to hear from you i have so many mixed feelings about the mitchells versus the machines really (laughs) like a ton um in a way that i find very interesting um ultimately i had a really good time watching it and ultimately i think it is a really sweet sweet film that made me kind of emotional in a in a way that I haven't been made in a while, and um, ultimately my feeling is positive. There are a lot of aspects of the style and the humor of the Mitchells versus Machines that I feel like a very old person because my gut is to like go against a lot of the choices that were made. We can get into that. (laughs) There's so much where I was like, Oh no, I hate that. But overall I had a good time with the film. I am, I think on the exact same page as you, I am curious if we'll align on the exact things that we (laughs) loved and then shied away from. Um, But yeah, for me, it was this weird mix of like in the moment, like, Oh, there's some things about this that I just like really don't like. And overall, like there are, 
really great, I think, dramatic beats to this movie that feel um, feel really well done. Um, I think the things that I don't like are very, you know, smaller, like in the moment, like um, I think artistic decisions as opposed to like emotional journey totally. decisions for a lot of the characters. Um, I there there are some there's some definitely I came out of the movie thinking like I really liked that. There's some things I wanted. Uh, a little more of, and there are things I would have made a little bit differently if, right. I, were, <laughs> if I were in control here. Um, but yeah. overall, I definitely liked this. So movie. let's start by just talking about like the stuff that we were, we did not connect with. Yeah, yeah. So overall, this is the story of um, Katie, who's uh, just graduated and is about to go to film school um, in California. Um, and she's very excited to get away from her family and kind of never come back. And her family decides to take a road trip to take her to college. Um, and while that's happening, uh, the machines attack and <laughs> are out to capture all of humanity. And so they kind of go on this. It's the, it's a, it's a, it's a bonding story of, uh, as they're kind of dealing with this crisis, um, them kind of coming together. So I, for me, that story is fun. Just I mean, inherently, great plot. I think that's a fun Just story. like, I yeah, think the concept of absolutely, yeah, angsty teen with a with a, a fraught relationship with her father. Um, they're forced bonding time, mm-hmm. and it happens that they're the ones that have to try to save the world from the AI takeover. Yeah. I I loved everything yeah. about that plot. Totally. great elevator pitch also just very easy to like oh that sounds like fun <laughs> immediately i can see all of the conflict and drama i um and so i th- i i think i was already i was bought in immediately on that i was like this is going to be fun i like kind of where this is going i think some of the things that felt a little weird to me was um the the uh not bad guy what's the the mm-hmm. ai side the tech side of it because it, it cuts it cuts back and forth between the the villain the AI who's doing yeah. this, which is Olivia Coleman, yeah, Olivia Coleman, which who's great, um, and then the family. And I think the tech side of it felt very um, one note to me. I, I I just I don't know. I've, I I liked some of the play on Silicon Valley stuff that 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 was happening, but I just feel like the every time it cut to that, I was like, okay, well. This is boring. I'm ready to get back to the family stuff. Huh. Okay, so I feel opposite you there. All of the AI stuff worked for me so much, probably because of Olivia Coleman's performance as, like, the AI supervillain. I I think Mm -hmm. she was just so funny as that voice. And so, like, whenever it was a, Mm. a scene with just her you know, musing, I was thrilled, loved all of it. Um, (laughs) How did you feel about the the family dynamics? Okay, so for me, everything dealing with the story really worked for me. I found myself incredibly emotionally invested because it's about an oldest daughter who has a complicated relationship with her father who, where they, they don't really understand, they love each other, clearly, but they don't really get each other. And it's like, hmm, oh, wow, what a, what a telling, you know, <laughs> story that I, I definitely have, don't have personal yeah. experience with. Um, and just like, the, <laughs> I, I love the way that like that father-daughter relationship played out and um, that it was two-sided, you know, that it was, 
both of them don't understand each other or mm-hmm. or or understand where the other's coming from and neither of them are really taking the time or the patience with each other that they should be um i really loved just like the heartbreaking nature of like the mom in that situation being the one to try to like build those bridges between all of her family members um and i really liked the idea of yeah this like this family bonding time it not you know it didn't kind of come together immediately like it took a lot like the whole film for that like respect to be fully like one over yeah i i think of like other like family movies where the 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 child doesn't necessarily like get along with the parent and Mm -hmm. usually it's a one-sided thing i think like mostly like it's the parent doesn't understand the child and they have to learn how to understand the child better and that's how right kind of resolve this whereas i really like you said i really liked that it is two-sided is they both have to learn to understand each other and there's stuff that they're not under they're not getting about the other one and they go through to learn that um i think is, is is great i wish that the mom and brother had a little more to do i like they don't there's nothing they're trying to learn on this on this journey. Like they're there to kind of help that I mean, relationship and support that, which is great. I just think if we're going to spend two hours with that whole family, I would love for. I disagree to with that. I feel like don't arc. they very clearly but, have arcs? Like yeah, the mother has hers about like comparing herself and her family to like her neighbors and 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 then and then the brother has his about like you know um, making a friend and and being kind of more emotionally vulnerable and honest and not just like you know freaking out which he's younger and so he like that is it, that doesn't get as resolved as neatly but it's there um also just like his closeness with his sister to me it was it felt very well-rounded actually um which is what one thing i really liked about it i think i just i think i just sure. liked those characters so much i wanted more i think i think you are right they like as you said that i was like i guess those are that they, they did have arcs they're right. just obviously smaller than the main yeah. And I liked those two so much. Yeah. I was just like, I want more of them. Yeah. So, um, do we have to get into spoilers for the stuff that you... No. No. Not yet. So here's here's the stuff that did yeah. not work for me. So, okay. like I said, I loved the story. Everything about the story, I loved. The humor of the film, I would say I liked about 50 to 60% of it. Um and so there's a lot Same. of the humor in this film that really worked for me. And we get in spoilers, I can kind of name certain bits that really got me laughing and that I thought really worked. There, the other 40% of the hu- this film's humor, it was a little um, unsettling for me because watching it, it felt like this is the first film to fully embrace the memification of humor. Yeah. And to really embrace internet meme humor, which is a very different, unique sense of humor, and try to embed that in a feature film. And I didn't like that experience. <laughs> I I don't <laughs> I I like TikTok and I like internet humor as just as much as anyone who spends a lot of time on the internet. But it didn't work for me in this context. And um there are a few specific bits that I can that are coming to mind, but that also like showed itself not only in the sense of humor, but in the art direction of this film. And I'd really like for us to talk about the animation style. Um, it's the animation style for the film 
just as a whole, like when you're just looking at the family characters and the sets and everything, it's not necessarily my taste, but I don't think it's bad either. You know what I mean? Um, But then this movie also had a thing where to show the characters like thought process and point of view, the screen would fill with all these animated drawings. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the hearts and the lightning bolts and things like that. That would, yes. That and like, like sketched. Right. And, and characters. And that also just felt very memeified to me in a lot of ways that did, that really didn't work yeah. for me. Um, and so the whole, and that happens throughout the whole film. And so the whole film, um, I'm really like enjoying the story, but like feeling this like, poking of oh i don't like that oh i didn't like that choice you know um and so that that's what made this film really complicated for me as i was watching it i i think the animation style similar similar to you i think it's not my style Mm -hmm. but i actually think it's really good i think it's very uh unique um a lot of the animation studios i think are trying to copy pixar in a way that's like we're looking for very polished very uh beautiful mm-hmm. organic looking things and this has right. a very specific style that i thought like they they executed this really well again it's not exactly what i want but i think right. it, it does look good it's like when you go to a it's like when you go to somebody's home and you're like you did this really well this sure. is not what i would put totally. in my home but you did it really well <laughs> you executed the brief perfectly and that's that's how i feel about the animation style here and then i 100% agree with you that everything that was layered on top of that all of the the memes and animations and stuff like that that and the drawings that kind of come in off of that don't work for me, but mm-hmm. it feels like it fits the movie. I feel like there's a lot of movies that try to feel young and uh, um, add in things right. that like kids are doing and like that feel completely out of place and feel like you're an adult who is trying to make this cool and hip. Um, whereas this felt rooted in Katie's character, who is a movie maker and you know an artist and feels like she could be doing all of this stuff. Um, and to me, at least, and I, as if I'm the arbiter of, of what kids like, but <laughs> this, it, it felt natural and felt like, oh, this is organic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not what I, again, it's not what I enjoy about this movie, but it doesn't feel completely out of place here. Um, so I kind of, yeah, I, I felt very similarly there. I am curious what kids think of this. Yeah. And by kids, I mean, like, high schoolers. Right. As well as, like, little kids. Um, if this fits more in line, because it is about a kid who's going to college. And so it feels like there, like there could be a segment of the population that's that age that really connects with this movie. And I'm curious if all of the, the meme stuff that gets introduced feels like it fits in or if yeah. it's like, oh, that's an adult trying to I'm be, fascinated by that question as cool well, stuff. because I watch a lot of TikTok. I'm on the internet a lot. I wouldn't say like I fit in with a Gen Z culture, but I feel like when I witness Gen Z culture, I'm not alienated by it in the way that some people might be right. Um, this movie felt alienating in the way the first time I've really kind of felt that generational, (laughs) like I don't connect with this and I don't like it (laughs) in those stylistic choices. And so it does make me wonder, like you said, is that, um, will Gen Z and younger also feel that way because this is made by an older generation kind of mimicking that style or will Gen Z and younger connect with this and in, in a way that I just won't? Yeah. 
I'm itch. I'm ready. I'm really excited to talk about spoilers with you because there are a lot of specific examples I want to call out as examples of both the good and the bad <laughs> of these like choices. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think we're ready for spoilers then. Let's do it. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Are you paying attention? It's your last chance to walk away. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Now, crack and gas. Spoilers. Remember, you wanted this. So let's start positive yeah. and let's start talking about some of the stuff that like really worked for us. Um, one like humor thing that really like worked for me in general is just um, a lot of the humor in the action and with like the AI robots and a lot of that humor that's in that script um, really worked for me. I 100% agree. I think the physical humor um, is something that's very not easy to do in animation, but like that's something that animation tends to get right and do really well is a lot of the physical humor. I think the different, um, the, the ways that all four of those family members react to everything physically was always fun to see. Um, and just their, their different character, like sizes and dynamics and everything like that just made a lot of the, you know, the running and the driving and on the, you know, all the action, very, very fun to see, especially once we got to the end and seeing like all of the fights at the end, I thought was absolutely, absolutely great. Especially the mom, the mom going berserk at the end was, I, that was probably the, one of the only times that I laughed like out loud. Yeah. Um, in the movie so fun to watch it also like made that flying fight sequence with the dad and the daughter at the end like so gratifying the song the action was beautiful to look at like i i was that was so much fun um the humor with um oh what was i gonna say oh another joke bit that really worked for me was the furbies um it really got me. It really worked. Um, they're so, it's such a specific pop culture, like reference that ties generations, I think. And just like the eerie darkness that we sense in them, you know, that someone kind of used that to their advantage in this film. Um, I loved that was, that was one of the times that I was just like, this movie is so weird. Totally. Like I liked it for sure, but it was one of those times where I was almost out of the experience just being like, how are people going to react to this thing? It's so weird. But yeah, I, I agree. The Furbies are absolutely, the Furbies are weird in real life. And so to have them be in this movie is very funny. This is like a silly bit that I, I'm remembering, but um, just like this felt very Pixar to me was the bit of the dog kissing the dad. And I, it, yeah. it's like very yeah. kind of standard, but it still worked for me in that way. Um, and I, I'm just kind of like trying to run my mind through and see if there was any other things that stood out to me as like really funny. I really love that they included that. Um yeah, I, 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 there was so much that did make me laugh. The humor that didn't make me laugh or that I found really uncomfortable in a feature film setting was specifically that shot of that monkey. Yes. Do you know yep. what I'm talking about? Yep. Whenever the dad screamed. Right. Um, and it, it kind of cut back and forth to it was like, the monkey. Am I watching such a, a YouTuber? <laughs> like, what is like happening here? It was yeah. like YouTube slash Twitter humor 
in a way that I really did not like. Um, and I think a lot, yep. there were a lot of like, I felt the exact same way. YouTuber um, sensibilities present. I mean, which makes sense because the main character is like tr- this young filmmaker who's posting her stuff online. Um, but I still don't mm-hmm. like it. I still don't like that stuff. And I don't like seeing it represented yeah. in a feature film. Maybe I'm a snob. <laughs> I don't know. I agree. Time will tell. Yeah. Um, I think the other humor that didn't completely land with me were the, 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 mm. the robot buddies, Fred Armisen and, and Beck Bennett's uh, characters. Um, I thought they were fun, but I think a lot of the jokes that they had, for me at least, didn't really land and felt a little uh, out of place. But yeah, that, that was more of like a little bump in the road. I was like, I really just want to spend time with this family. Like they're not. <laughs> I I liked them specifically the scene where they're trying to convince the family at the beginning. And the daughter is like, no, 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 I want to see how this plays out. Yeah. That that really got me. <laughs> she was like, no, 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 let's let's watch. I, yeah, I I really liked the the family's yeah. reaction to them the whole time. But most of the things yeah. that they did, I was like, With, this isn't that. Another funny. thing that like this is not singular to this film. I'm never particularly amused or charmed by the weird pet. In a in an animated film, that has never worked yeah. for me. It didn't work yeah. for me in Moana. It didn't work for me. There's so many. I there's a lot that it happens in, and I that since that kind of humor, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. The only way that it worked in this sense is I think the plot concept of all the robots losing their like exploding because they can't tell what type of animal it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is funny, but yeah. everything else with the dog, I I could have you could have easily cut for me. I just goofy pets are yeah. not it. When I a hundred percent agree with you, I um I liked that it was a plot element, right. but I didn't think it right. was super funny <laughs> um, in this movie. And so, like the first time it happened yeah. in the car, I was like, oh, that was dumb. And then when it came back, I was yeah. like, oh, got it. This is the callback for, all right, this makes sense. But I didn't really think it was funny. I'm 100% with you on the Goofy Pets. I don't like them. I think, when was the last time you saw Tangled? A long time. But yeah, there's a Goofy Pet in Tangled, right? Like a lizard? Okay. So there's a lizard, but he's not Goofy. He's mm. super cynical. Oh, and I okay. I love it. He's the only, and there's a horse who's also, I think, would fit yeah. into the Goofy Pet character category but also very like mad and mean um and those those two that's the only movie that has that kind of has that pet that i really enjoy because they're right. not super goofy they're actually like i <laughs> kind of uh, grumpy old men which is fantastic don't mind pet sidekick in an animated film but to me i don't like oh this pet yeah. is like you know misshapen and, and anxiety riddled and weird you know like that genre of pet i i don't <laughs> yeah. mind like a tiger in aladdin yeah. or a raccoon in pocahontas most like, of the pets though mischievous or yeah. you know sweet or cool but yeah yeah and that kind of ties into another aspect of this film that i sort of graded against which is the whole concept of like we're a quote-unquote weird family like we're so weird yeah right i want 
stories about weird families, but I don't want them to self-identify as a weirdo family. Like, I want us as the audience to naturally sense their weirdness and that to feel authentic and not like, how are all the ways that each character is going to be a weirdo? I think that's, yeah, I 100% agree. I think that's something that weird families don't, not that they don't recognize that they're weird, but they just don't care as much. And so, like, or they like, don't know. Or don't, yeah, or don't know. Um, but it's not. It's not like part of their thing. Like part of it is like they're constantly just like we're so weird. Right. It's like a weird so, like, family would never do that. When I think of a good <laughs> a example of this, family. you know, we talked about Bob's Burgers earlier. Like that's a weird family. That yeah. they're all weird. Such a weird. But family. they don't talk yeah. about it. They don't. They don't yeah. see themselves as weird. They. I think they do. Bob's Burgers knows they're a weird family, but it. But it's like they don't really care they're just like this is our family and this is this is who we are or like i think kind of like bob knows that his kids are weird you know what i mean but he loves them anyway and like the kids don't that's I don't true think the yeah. kids <laughs> talk about or know the way that they're weird um yeah. and i don't think linda yeah does either and it feels authentic in that way and the way that this one i don't know i real i grade against this in any kind of culture when there's a character that like is trying hard to be the weird person and like that's their personality and they're out and yeah. loud about it to me it feels i i just really don't like that yeah i think i think where it really comes through in this is because the mom is comparing herself to that yeah. other family but i think in a in a in a different movie what that would be more is just like we're not as good as that family not that like right. we're weird and that's you know that's who we are it's just like oh man i wish we could be as good and have our stuff yeah. together as much as this other family does but here it just comes across as i don't yeah. know we're all so I weird will, which yeah. this does remind me i yeah, really did like the though the cho- the casting choice of Chrissy Teigen and John Legend as the perfect oh family my gosh. that was perfect i thought that, that was um <laughs> Yeah, very meta and funny, and it really worked for me. Yeah, yeah, so um, good. <laughs> there's, there's one other. Go ahead. Um, I oh, I was I was gonna say I think another thing that just felt over the top to me is how bad the dad is at technology. Yeah, like not not necessarily that like he's I 100 percent buy that it's like. He, he wants people to just to like put down their phone, like do more outside stuff and all of this other stuff. That's fine. But for him, like, I don't know how to use a computer. I don't know how to go to YouTube, like just like stuff like that. That's just like, okay, this is just over the top trying to be funny. And it's not as funny for me. Here's the thing. What I would say is I didn't like most of the jokes about it throughout the film. However, in the big sequence where Mm -hmm. he just, keeps pressing where when it changes languages that when it right. when he's actually just like tapping that the things and it's tapping was the very funny things. and that, felt that very felt real fun. like <laughs> where yeah. you just keep tapping the wrong yes. thing and it just keeps getting worse and worse um i've guided yes. people in tech situations where i feel like that is what's happening and it's you know infuriating yep. but yeah but the rest of the and again that also felt like that mean kind of sense of humor where it was like him having a meltdown like later on like trying to send a friend request not that great and that kind of ties into like this whole film's you know concept of technology and it's really weird for me because it's like on one hand this film is really trying to embrace like meme humor and at the same time it's like scolding against 
our reliance on technology, right? And I think the film mm-hmm. thinks it's trying to find a happy medium between the two. But t- to me, I just, as someone who likes social media and technology a lot, I find it really hard to watch films where people are railing against it in a way that doesn't feel like authentic. Um, yeah. And there's a million ways you can authentically like have that conversation. But when people do it in this way, where it's just like right. tech is bad, I think go outside, the scene like, of like everyone's it, on their phones yeah. at the dinner table to me, that's so played out. Like yes. we've seen <laughs> that illustrated too many times of a dad who's sad that his like family is on their devices. And it's like, give yeah. this to me in a new, interesting way. Um, I don't know. That, I, I, I wasn't buying any of that just I yet. I did like that the arc isn't that, again, it's a two-way change where the arc isn't just that the kid learns to do more outside totally. stuff. But it's also like he starts to figure out, like, I need to be part of the technology stuff as well. Yeah. Again, he does it, like, he's not good at it and that's annoying and everything like that. Yeah. But I do like that that is part yeah. of the story. Um. One little small detail that um, I did want to call out was the, it was kind of thrown in as like a little, little detail at the end, but that our main character is like a queer Mm -hmm. character in a kid's film. Um, You sound begrudging when I bring this up. I mean, so this this might just be me. It uh, in advance, I think it was. I don't know where it was marketed, but someone was like, "This is the first, you know, a uh, queer character in, in a kids animated film." And I was like, "Okay, cool, can't wait to see that." And then yeah. because it was yeah. thrown in at the end, I was like, oh, "Okay, right." So it's not like it's part not of like, the story. Yeah, okay. It's not like part of the yeah All yeah. Right. And we don't know that until the so yeah. So I I felt like I was like oh, okay, so well, you gave it just yeah. But I, I yeah that's. Cool, cool to see. I just think I had different expectations coming into it. Sure. I didn't have any expectations for it going in. And so seeing it was like yeah. a cool little thing to have at the end. Um, you know, obviously I'm yeah. ready for children's stories that can embrace queer characters fully within the story. Um, I, I'm ready for that. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of families are as well. And so this isn't a giant leap, but I am ready to notice and accept any small advances forward that we can, you know? Um, because yeah, yeah, you just, it would be a, you know, you know, just even the mention at all, you would have caused a ton of uproar, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to see it. And, and like, it's one of those things while watching the film as someone who like, consumes a lot of queer media you kind of sensed that even though it wasn't explicit in the story you know mm-hmm. you sense like oh i wonder if that's gonna be the case yeah. or if that's just like something that they're implying and then it was nice to like have the film end and it wasn't just implied right. it was explicitly stated you know um yeah yeah so yeah. i just wanted Definitely. to note that as something that's nice to see and i hope to see a lot lot more of yeah yeah i think that's a good call out um i i will say the the, the other thing that I wanted to call out is I love um, in movies where they take some kind of object and then throughout the movie assign a lot of meaning to it mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. and just like pack as much emotion into that object as possible. And so seeing how different movies do that, I think, is always fun for me. And here with that, uh, what was it, a moose? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, the, the wooden moose I thought was really great. And the first time you see it is when she's getting rid of it. And so you, you have no connection to it. It's just something she's getting rid of. And then the dad assigns meaning to it by watching the video of um, him giving it to her as, you know, as a child. Yeah. And then you add that other level on top of it when you find out that it's the one thing that he took from the house that he built, you know, on his mm-hmm. own. And it's kind of him giving up that life for his family. I just thought that was a really great just layering for that 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 object yeah. um, and just how much meaning you, you get to see that. And the fact that she didn't know all of that, um, you know, she obviously she knew that she gave it to him. He gave it to her as a kid. But her kind of starting to find out a lot of that history. I thought, I thought was, was really fun and a really good um, way to use that object. Yeah. I mean, that scene where she kind of sees the context of it with the house and um, also like yeah. right before that scene where her brother was like crying and was like, why did you have to say those mean things? That scene is amazingly mm-hmm. like emotionally developed and what makes this movie like a really good yeah. movie in my opinion. I think a lot of the mm-hmm. family dynamics are very nuanced in ways that I've found uh, unique for a yeah. movie, but also like very authentic. Um, and so it's really fun to see. I've, I, th- I think the brother specifically like is a character yeah. that you, you don't get to see a lot in movies. Like there are lots of like weird little brothers in movies, but not weird in a, just like very sweet, very, um, you know, interested in their one thing and like has, very intense emotions mm-hmm. about the stuff that's happening in the family. I thought was I thought was was really really cool to see. Yeah, you don't see very often in like an animated context like this brother sister dynamic that's really like warm and close. You typically have them like very, be very bickering mm-hmm. for that humor, and it was so refreshing yeah. that this movie was like, no, these two people, even though there's this age gap, are like really close with each other and like care about each other and honor each other's weirdness in different ways and yeah i loved that dynamic well this is available on netflix so i i think we're we're both definitely recommending people watch especially if you want to change a pace uh, even uh, definitely definitely it's very different from (laughs) anything that i've watched recently um so it's yeah it's it's a lot of fun and i think i i honestly i'll definitely watch this again i think there's so much to think about with this movie i think that like It'll come back for me, for sure. Like you mentioned earlier, I'm just really very interested to see what younger people think of this film. And whether they think the humor is funny or cringe. That's, like, my ultimate question, leaving this. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen anybody talk about it yet, so I'm I'm curious to, to start seeing some reactions online. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure there will be some yeah. some teenagers out there who definitely react. So, well, cool. I think that about wraps it up for us. Uh, where can we find you online? You can find me on all social media platforms at Sandra Amstutz. My last name is spelled A M S T U T Z. You can find me everywhere at Loops and Stuff. Bye bye. See us. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Go away. I'll see you soon. Okay. That's it. Go home. Yeah. Moving along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people.